You're listening to The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Wealth Standard Radio. We're on episode 131. I'm Eric McGuire, and I have here with me Noah Kelch. Hey, Eric. How you doing? Great. I'm doing really, really good, and we're excited to bring you this episode. It's an exciting time of year, and so we're going to kind of focus on um, the Christmas season and what that means, good and bad. Uh, and kind of how what we teach and what we believe in helps kind of mitigate the bad and and, and enforce the good. And so, um, any- so Eric, Eric, yeah, the, I'm, I appreciate you having me on. I'm I'm really excited to be here. This uh, this time of year is it just it, it's a fun time for everybody. It's usually crazy busy at work for everybody trying to finish yeah. up for the for the end of the year, and then uh, out there out there on the roads and the and the stores, everybody's doing their last minute shopping to get ready for the ready for the big bang at the end of the year. So, yeah. Uh, so one, one of the topics that we, that, that we wanted to go over today and, uh, was kind of interesting. Uh, pull up a, I was reading an article about, uh, about credit card debt and, and the use of credit cards, uh, throughout the holidays. So, yeah. um, yeah, I picked up an article here on Forbes and, uh, thought we'd, thought we'd talk to talk about that a little bit. What? Yeah, that'd be great. What, and yeah, we have we talked obviously a little bit before the show, so there's some interesting points we'll we'll go through. And so maybe maybe a good starting point is have you just read a couple of the the pitfalls, and then we'll just dive into them. That'd be a good way to go on. Yeah, okay. yeah. So so one of the things in the article that I was reading, this is a Forbes article, um, was uh, was was the fact that uh, Christmas can cost a lot more when it's when it's put on credit cards, and yep. and, and the uh, and the additional debt that it that you incur there. Uh, and the, and the fact that even though you, you, you are offered a lot of, uh, discounts to open new credit and things like that, it's, it's not, uh, it's not always cut and dried. It's not always as clear as it looks. Yeah. There's so, hidden traps there that you can get sucked into. Exactly. Exactly. So one of the things, one of the things that, that, that I've experienced, uh, when, when we're going into stores is, the fact that everybody's offering you these these discounts if you if you purchase if you if you open a credit card with them today yeah if you buy on credit today so and they don't even say it that plain and uh, that cut and dry they always say do you want to save forty bucks on this purchase or do they yeah they always right. they don't say do you want to go into debt on credit card by doing this <laughs> right it's always a little bit of a trap to yeah, to get you and then yeah yeah exactly and uh, and so I mean at the end of the day what, how how is that benefiting the big box stores and and how is it being a disservice to yourself yeah um, you know one of the, one of the things that uh, one of the one, uh, here's another way to look at it is why are the big box stores willing to offer um, deep deep discounts if you if you buy today on credit why why yeah. would that why would that be they're obviously trying to hook you into you know getting the payments. So people say like furniture stores, for example, they're not in the furniture business, they're in the credit business. Right. And they're and box stores are trying to get in the same thing. Yeah, they absolutely. Wanna, yeah, they don't want to be in the TV business, they want to be in the payment business. Right, <laughs> right. They're in the credit and financing business as long, yeah. right along with everybody else who's uh, who, who's uh, trapped everybody into that. But uh, And he's actually a little bit of a tangent on that. If you think about it, a lot of what we teach is teaching you to do the same thing. We're, we're talking about passive income and really that's what they're trying to do. Sure. They take an asset and they want to create a passive flow of income for the business. It's better for them if they get you hooked on the, you know, to pay for them for two years because then they know how they have a steady set source of income, which is what we try to teach you to do investment wise as well. Passive income for you is great. And so it's not necessarily that, you know, it's an evil thing. It's just their, it's their best interest that you're falling in, 
in line with. Right, right. So we're trying to teach you how to have it be your best interest, not their best interest. Well, not, not only that, Eric, but if if you you know if you go and walk into a store and you're and you're going to make let's say a hundred dollars worth of purchases in a, in that store, and they can get you they can get you to lock uh, lock in and and end up uh, charging you an extra twenty percent of interest. Uh, you know, you drag that out for a couple of years. They actually make more money on the product than they originally would have. Yeah. So yeah, their, it, their profit margins are going up. That, I believe that one of the articles you had pulled up some figures on that. Um, we should read them. Um, let's hear. Okay. It says, one of them says on a card, it says if the average credit card interest rate is 13.93%, so basically 14%, which is a normal, you know, I guess the way they trap you is a 0% interest, but it has a, a lapse period. Then after that, they come back and credit you. you it's not wasn't free for six months or a year. If you pass that date, they lump on the interest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So even if it does say zero percent interest or zero percent introductory interest, if you don't have your balance paid off, they're going to retroactively charge you interest for this for the six months or nine yeah. months or even twelve for months. For the entire amount. For the entire amount. A tricky part. Yeah. Even if you have ten bucks left in it, they show you the full purchase price of, from the cards I've seen. Yeah. 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 That's right. So they go retroactive and and get you good that way. Yeah, for sure. And so 14% is not, I mean, that's a, a very common number in those type of deals because usually they trap you with the low, but there's a backup higher. So anyway, it said for 14%, basically, if you spend $1,000 and make only the minimum interest due, at the end, you'll end up having paid $350 of interest for that $1,000 purchase. So so right there, you got you got uh, something that origi- originally would have cost you $1,000. Now you're $1,350 yeah. for the same purchase. Yep. And and, and that's that's at uh, and that's at 14% or just under 14%. That's that's pretty dang low for the box yeah, for the big box for those, stores. Yeah, smaller types. I've seen, yeah. I've seen as high as 28, 29%. Yeah, and they share and they they keep going through and say if it's at 24, 25%, you'll end up paying the same price another $1,000 of interest. So $1,000 purchase, you pay another $1,000 of interest Jeez. over that same time. Jeez, and, that's incredible. And the other trap that people fall into, and it's not in this article that we're reading, but often once they issue that line of credit, they give you more than you're actually on on that purchase. Not as much like if you're going through um, at the cash register, but if maybe if you're buying a TV from somewhere, they'll give you a credit and then think, oh, I'll get the bigger TV on top of what you were going to do if you're being disciplined. Now you get a bigger TV then you lump on the interest after you haven't paid it off, and you really can see how this snowballs into a lot of bad choices. Right, right. And, and statistically speaking, uh, at least this is, this is what I've understood, is when you pay cash, when you pay cash, it triggers the same uh, neuron in your brain as um, physical pain. Yeah. Where swiping a card does not, does not do that. Yeah. It, it doesn't trigger any emotional effect there. So, so yeah, statistically, you're going to pay more you're going to buy more and spend more with a credit card or with plastic than you ever would with cash. Yeah, for sure. And so, often, some if it's not a, a independent store card, if it's a general card, you'll end up making extra purchases that season on the same card as well beyond what you would have normally done. Right. For sure. Right. Another another interesting another interesting thing we we're looking at is the amount the amount that's going to be spent um, during the holiday season, looking like uh, upwards of Upwards of six hundred six hundred billion dollars. It's amazing. Billion with a B. Yeah. Spent on the on the over the holiday season. That that's that's a massive amount. And you think of yeah. you think of how much of that is spent on credit cards, um, 
and 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 accumulates those finance charges, it's no it's no wonder the banks and the I mean everybody's getting on the in on the deal. Yeah, and why not? It's a it's I mean it's a huge money maker. Yep. And I was reading through an article in preparation for this, and it said from last year talking about because I I know there's probably a lot of people online thinking, well, if you pay it off within the zero percent or something, then you you don't fall in that trap, which is true, but often. You know, the article I read said 14 million, it was over 14 point something million people from last year still haven't paid off the credit card debt from the previous Christmas. So this year haven't paid off last Christmas debt. 14, 14 million. million. Wow. Wow. So that's a lot of yeah, people so, and it, even a higher number, <clears throat> of, a, a higher amount of money. Yeah. So it does impact a lot of people. So yeah. this trap is real. I mean, they're, they're not going to offer it if every single person, you know, did it. They, they structured it knowing human nature. And what we what we fall into for sure. the procrastination of yeah the, the the nature of procrastination yeah and making making minimum payments instead of paying it off yeah and then the article went on and saying how many Americans the percentage and I forget all the the specific numbers but it was a huge number that would forego Christmas if they could and the number one reason for that was the finances of it hmm. and you can see as this habit if you do it one year and then you did it the second year and the third year and how eventually these choices you're making really will impact the the entire year you're living. Sure. You know, and, and really could make this, this season of, of the year that could be so, so good. I love this. Uh, and by the way, we're kind of bringing up the bad points first, but I love this time of year, regardless of what um, religious affiliation you have, but it just seems like it's a year for the most part that people are a little more charitable. They think outside we have, you know, work parties It's kind of in our culture to now reach out and look for other opportunities. And even I am, um, more likely to reach out to a neighbor during this time of year than I would be maybe another time. Sure. And so I I love that part of Christmas or the holiday seasons that it gets people doing the right thing, but we want to make it where that the goodwill kind of is the prevalent part and not stresses on financing. Sure. Sure. And and you're absolutely right. It is, it is, it is a time where you're, you're getting out there a lot more and, and seeing people that you probably should do all the, all year round, but but it does seem like you think about them a lot more. Um, but, and, and, you know, a great, a great way, of course, this all, you know, of course, this all entails the, uh, the, the life insurance policies as well and the, and the cash value in them. But, but, uh, wouldn't it be great, wouldn't it be great if, if we had the access to the money, uh, to, or to cash or to, you know, without, ha- without having to hit those credit cards yeah. and, and be able to use, uh, use, use our policies, uh, as a way to fund Christmas and different things like that, yeah. I think. Well, uh, first of all, it'd probably probably be a, a lot uh, a lot more reserved on the spending. Um, first of all, that's money that you, yeah. you you'd have to accumulate, and, and and you've worked hard and you've saved for it, and so you're probably less likely to just uh, you know blow blow it all. Uh, yeah. Over one over one season. So. True. What would you you know I mean what would you what would you recommend for people as far as using their policy loans and, and different things like that? Maybe, maybe instead of, instead of the credit cards. Yeah. And I, I love that. When I meet with clients, I talk about how I believe that policies are the perfect amount of liquidity, meaning that you can have it within, you know, days, like really, really short period uh-huh. of time, but it's just difficult enough you know, a difficult meaning a phone call, which is not that difficult, but it's not you're in the line at the store. Right. Can I do it? Yes, no, go. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. You, you have got, to, like, exactly what you said. For one, you've put the money in. You've you've put the blood and skin in the game to get that account there. Sure. And then to get it, it has to be a thought-out purchase. So yeah. to get the loan out, it's quick, it's liquid. I mean, it's really, really good for that 
but it is a conscious decision. It takes the emotion side out of it. Sure. Where you're you're making a calculated choice, not an Rather impulsive emotion, choice yeah. in line. That, sure. That causes increased spending and all that stuff. So that's the first part that I really love. And I, I like talking about emphasizing that with clients that it's the perfect amount of liquidity in my mind mm-hmm. because it's just far enough out of reach. You don't touch it. But if you do decide to touch it, it's there when you want it. Um, and then the other part that we talked about is just the control you have over how it gets paid back, when it gets paid back, all those different, right. you set the rules. I mean, today I was even on a call with a client and we were going through, he asked about the loan provision and, and I just said, where, what other place can you think of where you can go get a loan? And they ask you, well, what terms, like, what's your terms? Yeah. It's never that. Every time you're always told, here's the terms, here's the minimum, here's the time, here's this, here's sure. that, you know, everything, they give you all the rules and you say yes or no, this is exactly the opposite. Right. And that control is pretty powerful. Well, and not not only that, Eric, but the the fact that uh I mean, you know, the fact the fact that you do have that liquidity and that uh, and the options to uh, I mean, this is your banking system. So, like no. you said, you're in control of the repayment schedule. You're in control of how much gets paid uh, repaid and and when it gets repaid. But the other neat thing is is for those who own these types of life insurance policies, they're typically more educated about um, yeah. the way, not necessarily the way finances work, but how it affects their personal, their personal life. Um, yeah. and so, and so they're going to be more responsible in paying that back yeah. ra- rather than letting it go. So you're, you're absolutely right. It is, it is the perfect amount of liquidity and the perfect time. Uh, you know, you figure about, about three to five days to get your, to get the money into your, into your account where you, where it's, you know, you can then walk into the, any of the, any of the big box stores and, yeah. and spend that money. But, but at the same time, just like you said, it's a thought out process and they're going to make sure that they've, they've got the means or, or the, you know, the, the income or whatever it takes to get that paid back yeah. in a timely manner because, it, because at the end of the day, it's going to affect their personal banking system uh, and either, either continue to grow it or, or leave it stagnant. Yeah. So. And I believe we've done some podcasts on this in the past, but, <clears throat> excuse me, but also paying cash, you can sometimes get a more favorable purchase. You know, some, going into Walmart, you don't negotiate with the teller, but uh, many purchases that people make at, ca- at Christmas time, if you've done it through your policy and you've, you know, taken three, five days, you get the cash in your pocket, you're going through the line, you pull out cash, you can negotiate with that salesperson of saying, I'm paying cash. I don't want the price to be you know, hundred dollars. I want it to be 70 bucks. What do you do? Right. And then you even get the purchasing power on your own. The reason I brought the car one is that's the classic car, you know, bait and switch is mm-hmm. 0% interest for five years or, you know, $7,000 rebate. Sure. And you don't realize you're actually just the 0% for five years, you're paying the interest right up front. They're right. getting all their interest and they're getting it immediately rather than spread out over time. They're both the same offer. And so by paying cash through your own pot, financing it through yourself, you can often get a cash price that's reduced. Mm-hmm. And win that way as well. You know, a good a good example of that, Eric. Uh, you know, I had some some medical expenses this this yep. last year. Uh, one of the things that one of the things that I that I used my policy for actually was 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 paying down medical bills. Yeah. Um, you know, they they send you these bills, and they and obviously they they go through their process of uh, and, and getting things paid down and things like that. But I was able to get on the phone with them. And, uh, you know, I asked him, Hey, look, you know, I understand you want me to start making payments and this and that and yeah. get this, get this paid off in a timely manner. I said, well, w- what would you take, uh, or, or what can we negotiate here if, if I was able to pay this all up front? Yeah. And what was it, your, what was your experience with that? 20% savings. Wow. 20% right off the top of the bill. 
Yeah. So wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and so and and so I was able to you know get it get a heck of a lot better deal uh, for them. And then and then what I did what I did personally is I I paid back my policy loan uh, just 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 the way we we talk to people about it and and yeah. in my personal banking system I paid myself back basically what I would have paid the uh, you know the, the medical profession yeah. I, I paid myself back that much and basically made twenty percent on that. Uh, on that transaction right there. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And and we we were wondering if we were going to get into this point, but you brought it up. So tell tell everybody where you were a year ago at this time of year and kind of <laughs> uh, and in, in my mind just running through obviously I didn't go through what you went through, but where my mind would be and what having a policy. It seems like your mind would have been in a different place had you not had your policy in place. Uh most most definitely, Eric. Um so I, I went to uh, uh, I, I actually had to go in for a bone marrow transplant, and I went in. I went in the week after Thanksgiving. It was kind of up in yep. the air there, but I went in a week the week after Thanksgiving. Ended up being in the hospital through through Christmas. Uh, bone marrow transplant was actually on the 18th of, of December, so yep. I, I spent uh, the the better part of well, pretty much all of December, and then uh, the better part of January in the hospital. And uh, you're you're absolutely right having having the policies and having the cash value and, and the you know I mean reserve capital there yeah. to be able to rely on um, uh, not only through the holidays uh, to see us through the holidays without without obtaining additional debt but uh, but also also to be able to um, help with the expenses that that came along yeah. with me being out of work for for a little while because I I mean as you well know I didn't yeah. return to work no, I didn't return to work until about uh, what June July yeah it was a while and so uh, yeah that uh, that definitely had a uh, it definitely was in the back of my mind as as you know what I, I've got this I've got this reserve yeah um, and 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 so I, when I was in there obviously you know very 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 stressful situation uh, I wouldn't wish it upon anybody um, yeah. it's 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 extremely stressful uh, but I couldn't I can't first of all I can't say enough for the for the staff that that handled it yeah uh, and the doctors and nurses all the caretakers just absolutely wonderful and then the and then the support system uh, from from paradigm life and absolutely wonderful and then and then as well uh, a lot of supporting family and and loved ones yeah yeah um, but yeah, we uh, I spent Christmas in the spent Christmas in the hospital. That was it was tough, but you know, knowing that knowing that uh, my financial world wasn't going to collapse all at once. Yeah. Uh, because because I had cash value in the policies was it was uh, it was such a relief, such a weight off my shoulders. Uh, yeah, I can only imagine where your mind would be in that that situation, and and it was intense. I mean, when you were going in, there was no guarantees of anything. No. Now we're looking back at, you know, it's a happy story at this point, but right. in the time, you know, it was pretty intense for all of everyone. You were going through it, but <laughs> everyone here at the office, I remember, you know, your office, you know, just being blank every time we'd walk by there and you were yep. not in there. Just, it was, it was a weird feeling for those six months. Yeah. Yeah. But, but now we have the happy story of the back end, but this is a thought that just popped into my mind. That's not even on our list of things to talk about is the um, chronic and terminal illness writers that you get with the policy that we, I don't think we focus on at all, at least in podcasts and talking about some of those features, but maybe we should, you know, come in and just talk about worst case scenario. If really things are really bad, sure. not even the consumerism, but if, um, kind of explain what those are and how if someone was going through serious, serious health issues, mm -hmm. what those writers would do for people at this time of year as well. Sure. So, you know, at the end of the day, 
at the end of the day, an, another another tremendous relief was was the fact that we did have that death benefit. Yeah, I had death benefit on myself, so the family was going to be taken care of. Uh, you know, in, in looking back, you can always say, well, there's there's truly never enough insurance, and and. I was able to get a, a great appreciation for that. But just like you, you bring up the chronic illness rider and the terminal illness riders um, that, are, that are inherent, uh, I mean, they're just, they're just add-ons uh, on most of the policies we write. Uh, the, fact, the fact that uh, if, if things didn't turn out as beautiful as, as we uh, had hoped for and, and actually ended up having, um, you know, if, if it had gone the other way, uh, I could have accessed I could have accessed my death benefit because of the terminal illness rider and the chronic illness rider uh, could have accessed a portion of that death benefit to to maintain um, the, the standard of living that the family was used to, yeah. or to or to help pay for those uh, medical expenses and even final expenses if we needed to, yeah. uh, be, before you know before I even passed away. So now that's that's a that's great, and I, and I agree with you. I don't think that they're emphasized enough. Yeah. So. And I, I love this conversation as we get in, because obviously, you know, full circle of what we do is these policies, we can get into the numbers of like saving 20% on the medical bills by paying cash mm-hmm. that you can do because you have your policy. I mean, we can always talk about rates of return with things, but it's cool that not only is it the best rate of return wise, but then you also say, oh, by the way, if something happens to you, there's a death benefit. If you get chronically ill, there's a coverage for the. There's so many by the way benefits of these. <laughs> right. That we seldom even emphasize that it's really, really cool, and you start to stack them all up and say, you know, we can focus. We could keep the entire conversation just on consumerism and credit cards. Is it better to finance it through your policy or through a credit card? Sure. And it, the policy is going to win every time. Mm-hmm. Or we can talk the other end of the spectrum and talk. You know, a credit card has no death benefit if you get sick and can't pay it off. Then you're, you know, you're in trouble. Yeah, they're, they're coming the after other, what so. assets the family has. Yeah. And so that's kind of a test I, I challenge people with on financial. Any financial decision is look at all the variables. Don't just look at the variables maybe a financial planner paints for you. Mm-hmm. Look at the opposite of variables. If things are much different, does it still work? Is it still the best choice? And in this case, um, this product is so tailored towards you. And that's why I love personal banking and, and some mm-hmm. of the terms we use for a family banking. It's built around giving you benefits, not someone else. Right. And so almost every scenario you can paint this is this shines favorably in those scenarios. It it really it really does. And then, you know, uh, like like I said, I gained a new I gained a whole new appreciation for the death benefit. Um, this there, you know, we have a lot of clients that come into us, and in our first, uh, I'm sure you have this too. We have clients that come in and say, "Well, I'm not really interested in the death benefit. That's the least no. of my worries." Uh, you know, I, I'm interested in the cash value and the living benefits. Like you say, that's that's great, but. Uh, the death benefit is so hugely important when when it's brought into perspective. Uh, and, yeah. and, you know, when it's brought into perspective, you get a new appreciation for it. So that's you know, for everybody, for for all my clients now that I meet with, and they say, hey, you know what, death benefit is death benefit is not a primary concern. I say, well, yeah, it isn't right now. Yeah, but I've, <laughs> but I've never been to a funeral where where the where the grieving grieving loved ones uh, said that, dang it, I wish they would have had less life insurance. Yeah. <laughs> and usually that's the whisper in the funeral is, yeah. did you know where, they, did they have any? Uh, that's the you know, yeah. kind of whisperings amongst the crowd that everyone's afraid to ask. Yep. Is everything okay? Did they have life insurance? Yeah. True. Very true. Yeah. So. Well, maybe share the Forbes article, the second, um, the second one. I don't think we've touched, have we touched on the second trap that we fall into? A, a little bit, a little bit, but I think we can emphasize a little bit. Uh, and that's the, 
it's the fact that uh, zero zero percent isn't really zero, and that's and that goes okay. that goes back to the that goes back to the point where um, if you if you don't pay it off, then they'll then they'll come back and charge for yeah. you know a, a much a much larger portion. Um, e- even if you're you know you owe ten bucks left, they can still charge you for all that interest that you haven't paid yeah. back to whatever the original purchase was. Good. Yeah, yeah, we did. And so, and the, up to the point of almost doubling the cost of the product. Yeah. For sure, at least a 30% increase. Well, uh, yeah. 35% you, or whatever the number was, and then up to 100% increase. Yeah, and that's and that's obviously going to depend on the credit credit and different things like that. Yeah. But a lot of them, a lot of them nowadays are, they're just, they're just introductory, introductory offers. And so, because, you know, they're, they're not doing the, the screening that they ought to do yeah. uh, for individuals. And so, that what do they have to do? They have to resort to the higher the higher interest rates anyway. Good. Um, one, one thing that just came to mind as well with this time of year with my kids trying to encourage them. And I, um, I thought of Ryan Lee talking about he's shared a bunch of stories with his family and how he's encouraged his kids to use their policies and do things mm-hmm. about, it seems like the same creativity that can go into ways to use your policy can also be used at this time of season of ways to benefit other people's lives. Yeah. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and what, what an important time of year to do that. Yeah, there's so many there's so many people out there in in such great need, um, and, and and you know it doesn't necessarily have to be gifts and different things like that. It's there, there's a lot of different ways you can touch people's lives uh, at this time of year. I mean, just go you know visiting visiting the sick or the yeah. the elderly who who don't really have a lot of company and different things like that um, brings you personal satisfaction as well as as well as helps them out a, little, a lot. A lot For of loneliness sure. at this time of year. There is, yeah. So. And the same habits and culture that that thrive, it's the same principles, just different different applications of the same. You know, thinking outside yourself and different creative ways to to use your talents to help other people. Right, right, and the and 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 with the uh, with the law of reciprocity, anything you give out is going to come back to you. Yeah, in kind or or otherwise. So, so you can never give you can never give too much of yourself. I, I guess. Yeah. Good. Um, let me put, maybe put you on the spot a little bit. Tell me how, where would you draw the line on, on when would you use your policy and when would you not for a Christmas purchase? Ooh, <laughs> let's see. Well, you know, Eric, I, 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 what I, what I typically advise clients and, and personally, um, I say anything, anything that you would otherwise finance yeah. can be used within your policy. So, so that's going to mean different things to different people. Personally, personally, anytime I'm going to use a credit card, it, it's because I've got the money to pay it off. Yeah. Never carry a balance. And so I don't, I don't have a problem purchasing with, with credit cards and then, but then I follow up with, with my policy loan. Yeah. Uh, sometimes and, and, and pay for that. I, I give you a, for instance, uh, just, uh, I, I, when I finished my basement, yeah. I, uh, I framed it in and, and plumbed in the electricity for a, for a pool table. That was about five years ago. Okay, we just we just barely got it. Yeah, <laughs> so and just get, barely and, finished it. Yeah, and guess no, no, I finished the fi- oh the finished fin- basement just got the pool table. Just barely got the pool table, okay. and and uh, you know, and and not because it not for lack of desire. Yeah, it was just it was just the right time. And guess guess what I used to finance it with policy policy. Yeah, yeah, and why not? Why not? It's a great it's a great way to do it. Um, teaches my kids, so you know I've got I've got some older kids, uh, seventeen, sixteen. Yeah. You know, and then some some younger ones from there. But but for them for them to see, you know, the best the best way to teach is by example, yeah. right? 
And so, and so we have very open conversations in our house about, about borrowing for, uh, different things like that. Um, uh, you know, so they, they understand completely why we're borrowing, how much we're borrowing oftentimes and, uh, and that. So you asked a specific question, where do I draw the line for Christmas presents? Um, you know, we, we personally, uh, in our, at our home, we personally set aside a specific amount for Christmas and birthdays. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now I save, I save up for it through the year, you know, we just, just figure it into the, into the, into the balance sheet, the family, the family cash flow statement. Uh, It's just kind of figured in there. So, uh, where would I draw the line? I would say if you don't have cash to pay for it or, 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 you know, or the means, or the means to pay it back in a very, very short manner, personally, I would not borrow for it. No, I agree with that for sure. And yeah. I put you on the spot a little bit with that. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you so, did. But I, I thought that's a good question. I could see a client asking us, and so I figured I'd put you on the spot and ask it. But uh, my logic's the exact same. You know, if it's something small, then definitely not. If if we happen to be saving up for, mm-hmm. you know, some big purchase as a family, then yeah, maybe I may go put that you know, from policy loan. Yeah. Where, yeah, and that's and that's that's what we did with that's what we did at the pool table. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, the family's known that I've wanted it for years. Yeah, uh, that's kind of a dream of mine. But th- but then the the flip side of that, uh, you know, one way to look at one way that I look at that is is this is an investment into my family, yeah. um, because because our kids are getting older. If we don't have any, things to entertain them at, at our home, there's somewhere else. There's somewhere yeah. else to entertain them. So so if, you know we we've got we've got a real nice entertainment center if they if they want friends over and that for. Uh, for video games, things like that, you know, and, and, yeah. and a decent sized TV that they can watch movies and, and whatnot. And it's, and it's kind of set up for it. And then also the pool table, which can convert into the ping pong, ping pong table. Um, I look at that as an investment into family time because, because now the kids are uh, off the Xbox. Yeah. They, they want to hang out at home. That's where the entertainment is happening. And, and to me, you know, that's a, that's a huge investment in the family and that's, that's the way I've looked at it and that's the way we've, we've discussed it, me and my wife. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, one thought that I had as you were saying that too, I love the conversation with my own kids and I'm sure you, you mentioned that you bring them kind of into your kids into that, that discussion as well is it's not, I can't buy the pool table because you could have bought the pool table before this year. Oh yeah. But Easy. I love the conversation showing them you know, here's our family bank. Here's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We could go out and spend on all these things if sure. we wanted to, yep. but we're making the right choice as a family. And, and when they see their parents act in that discipline, then it has lasting effects on them. Mm-hmm. They suddenly are more resistant to some of these traps that we get into. Because I, I, none of the statistics that we read show this, but I would almost bet that probably you know a large portion of you know young people fall into this trap that may may not have seen their parents make those choices. Oh, sure. And so by, by kind of walking through these choices with your kids saying we could buy the pool table last year, but we still choose to do it at the right time, the right, for the right reasons. Sure. And when we do it, we're going to finance it right correctly. Yeah. But we're going to make the choice between needs and wants and, mm-hmm. and make sure that when we do it, it's the, you know, the right time. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's uh, that's really important. And I've actually, you know, uh, going back, going back to the kids here for a second, uh, don't, don't mean to beat a dead horse there, but, but actually, uh, our our seventeen year old son he's 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 getting ready to graduate high school and looking at yeah. looking at college, and uh, you know he's been applying for grants and whatnot, which which is great and he's and he's gotten a few, but um, 
he he knows he knows full well from from previous conversations that we've had that if he needs financing for uh, for additional schooling um, books whatever the case may be yeah. he knows where to get the money he's a responsible kid yeah. so I I don't have any problem making those loans to him uh, and, and at the same time he understands that we stop we stop uh, we stop paying for school when he graduates high school. Yeah. So he's he's been he's gone the extra mile. He's done a lot of stuff to earn his earn his associate's degree, and, and will actually graduate with an associate's degree. That's um, awesome. But he's still got you know he's he's going for his bachelor's, and so yeah. he's he's still got a couple of years of college, and uh, and then also in addition to that, he's he's been looking at um, some of the some of the colleges that are, that are a little further away. Yeah. And I've talked to him about you know what are you, what are you going to do for a, a car, and he actually he actually brought it to my attention, uh, not to my attention, but he actually made the suggestion, hey, dad, you know, I've been driving this, this car that you guys provided me with for, uh, while I was, while I was in yeah. high school. And, uh, what, what are the possibilities of, of buying it off you and, and just financing it through the, yeah. <laughs> through the policy loan. So <laughs> that was, that was pretty cool. That is cool. That was pretty cool. So. And that's an awesome balance of teaching responsibility, keeping the hope, like he, if, uh, it seems like you can squash kids' dreams early, like of going to school, if they thought there's no place to go and I can't get grants or, right? yeah. So he he keeps the dream alive, but he uh-huh. also realizes I have I have to do my part, yeah, which forces him to get his associates early. Like, and he thinks if I can speed this up, yeah, and do it, you know, cost free. That's yeah, the maturity in that's amazing. Yeah. So in, in yeah, so he he knows he knows full well that that um, you know I mean that that was the deal we made with him. We'll yeah. we'll pay for all your schooling until you graduate high school. Yeah. which means all college courses, everything like that, that, you know, that, that aren't, uh, um, because they can get deep discounts for, for taking those college classes in concurrent with, uh, in concurrence with high school courses. Yeah. But, uh, they know, they know full well that the funding ends when, uh, when they graduate high school. And the, re- the reason we did this is because, you know, I said, look, I said, you have two choices. I'll pay for your college. You pay for my retirement. <laughs> Because, because yeah, uh, you know, true. And, and, there is a give and take. Yeah, you you you've seen the numbers, Eric. You oh, yeah, know what I'm talking about. Astounding. The, the cost the cost of college funding is uh, phenomenal. Yeah, it's 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 um it has a, such a tremendous effect on on the the parents' uh, ability to save and and uh, have money through retirement. Yep. So I, I made I just told them I, that's what I told them. I said I'll pay for your college if you pay for my, my retirement. Otherwise, I'll pay for your college up until you graduate yeah. high school and you you fund the rest. And he, you know, I mean, yeah, he's like, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, he was happy to do. It. He said, hey, I'll I'll fund my own college and and you guys fund your retirement, which you know, and it, it'll get more out of it that way too. Yeah, yeah, it will. And it you know, at the end of the day, it was it was more it was more trying to help him understand. Um, yeah. you know, and, and like you said, take responsibility for himself and, and that, and he's, you know, they, the kids are good at it there, yeah. but, but I've been training them for a long time to, to think that way and understand that way. And that's, you know, that's, um, that is, that is a portion that's, um, that is something that's missed Yeah, is, is for parents to include, include the kids in, in the family finances. And, you know, of course, within reason. Yeah. You don't you don't want to you don't want to put the 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 full responsibility or the full understanding of things because it's their their young minds yeah. can't necessarily handle that that way. A little bit of childhood uh, innocence. Is yeah, good. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But to help them, but to you know to to include them in some of the conversations and and to help them understand what the what the costs are to 
you know, to have a family and to, yeah. and, and to, to have a, a place to live and, and the costs that, that you incur providing that for them, especially in this day and age where everybody's, um, you know, there's, there's so much expectation. Yeah. There's so much expectation and, and so much self-gratification, or not self-gratification, but instant gratification. That's what it yeah. is. Where they just expect, they just expect to be taken care of, and, and this and that. And there, there's not really any thought of where that's coming from, or what that has to, what has to take place in order to get that. Yeah, I think that's kind of actually been a a, a downfall in our society as a whole. I agree. Because because everybody's looking for a free ride. They're not, you know, uh, everybody's looking for um, someone else to take care of them. You know, take care yeah. of their problems and their needs. The government specifically and. Where the government doesn't produce money, well, excuse me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't. <laughs> the government doesn't make money. Yeah. Uh, for, they, they don't. Um, they don't do anything to earn money. I should say. Yeah. All they do is take from take from those who do earn money. So that's a, a well. That's another topic yeah, for another that, day. But whatever the case, that's the hour two we're about to get. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I love that you shared it because it as. Obviously, a lot of us here in the office share our experiences, and then even with clients, is everyone I know that have embraced this concept of treating this like a family bank mm-hmm. and bringing their kids in. Sure. Their stories with their kids are profoundly different than clients that don't, or people that neighbors or other people that you know of that are complaining about my kids just don't get it. They mm-hmm. don't understand money. Every when people, there's such a intangible rate of return of raising kids, seeing being a part of this. That yeah. kids are smart, and if they see this at an early age. They grasp these concepts, sure, and they'll run with them in ways that we we don't even imagine. And so yeah. I, I love, I'm, I appreciate you sharing that because um, it's I I don't know I can't think of a single person that has tried to teach this to their kids and say to their younger kids. Um, obviously, some people have older you know adult kids that don't want to listen, but younger kids and not have those kids receive it really really well and get excited about it. Well, it's such a, it's such a simple concept, yeah. such a simple concept. You 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 put you put enough money away. That you can then borrow from it, and you pay yourself back. Yeah. Such a simple concept, and and it, it it's typically not till a little bit later on, uh, unless unless they don't have wonderful examples. But it's typically not till a little later on when they get introduced to finances incorrectly, and and, and they get introduced to all the all the borrowing and and all the all the easy money, supposedly easy money. But yeah. there's always a string attached. Yeah, and they so, usually have to learn that from bad experience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they get one and they get trapped and then the wise ones wise up to it, but they still have that load to get rid of. Yeah. You know, it's a burden for them for a while. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So. Well, good. We're kind of coming up on some of most of our talking points, but to kind of maybe wrap it up, um, kind of our hope is to dive into a little bit of some of the issues that could cause this time of year to be a downer for people, give solutions and ideas to have it be. Uh, a, a really nice period, you know, nice time and enjoyable holidays, mm-hmm. a time that's not that's stress-free, that you can spend the time with family, friends, and kind of have that um, Christmas cheer and and bless other people's lives. And we also hope, you know, that it carries on throughout the year. Like yeah. we said, um, opening up that if, if I acted this like I do now all year long, it'd be better. And I, I hope everybody else kind of keeps that, that spirit alive. And sure. really that's what um, I think – you know the you know, the true meaning, if you would say, of this holiday season is 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 looking out for other people, being compassionate, you know, being outside yourself and and helping other people. Really, yeah, that's uh, that's really what it's all about. The gifts are nice, yeah, but it's the spirit of the, the spirit of Christmas and 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 giving of yourself, just like just like you say. Yeah, giving. and unfortunately, if you're um, 
still paying off your credit card from last Christmas and you have all those stresses, it's a little harder to do that. Oh yeah, you get, yeah, you have additional weight on your shoulders that uh, yeah. that uh, hopefully you can get taken care of. That it's yeah, that's a that's a big weight off the shoulders not having not having the debt like that. Yep. So well, good. Anything else to add before we close? No, I think uh, I think we covered uh, covered it. Good. Well, we appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Um, you can go to thewealthstandard.com. That's thewealthstandard.com. You can subscribe and follow us on iTunes or follow us on TuneIn as well. So um, thanks for being part of the this podcast or this Wealth Standard Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks, Eric. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show, your gold standard in everything financial.